R Cells 101. All right, guys, we are on episode 106, um, so you have 105 more episodes before this. Uh, once again, I want to thank you all for all the support uh, as of lately. Um, a lot of support, a lot of uh, reviews. I think we're up to 84 views on uh, Apple. Um, so if you can, just leave another review. It's actually really simple, really easy. Um, so appreciate you on that one. If you want to reach out to me, as uh, a lot of y'all have done recently, reach out to me on Facebook, Tony Story, S-T-O-R-I-E. Instagram, at TNTDad2728. LinkedIn, LinkedIn Tony, uh, in parentheses, Anthony, last name, Story. And then other than that, uh, if you find good value out of this uh, podcast, make sure you share it with somebody else. Um, through text message, DM, or private message. <clears throat> All right, so a little bit about this episode, and I've been asked this a lot recently, and this does happen a lot towards the uh, end of the year and the beginning of the new year. You know, uh, the title of this podcast episode is, the title of this podcast episode is going to be, Should I Stay or Should I Go? Okay, and that's what typically happens in the car business. Am I the best person to give advice on this? First and foremost, let me tell you, no, I'm not the best person to give advice on this. Uh, because when I was let go from Legacy Ford, I went through quite a few dealerships after that to come back to Legacy Ford. <clears throat> now, with that being said, you know, there's some things I picked up and things I didn't pick up and, uh, you know, what, did it, what was I chasing and all that good stuff. And I'm going to kind of give you my history and my story of what happened to me. Um, and then that way it kind of gives you an idea of what you should or shouldn't do. And I'll just give you all some telltale signs too. Uh, things that I think you should ask during an interview and all that good stuff. Okay. So, um, when I left, uh, when I got let go from Legacy Ford, you know, I was very sour, very bitter um, when I did get let go from there. Um, I was sour and bitter while I worked there because, you know, I think sometimes we look at dealerships and businesses as, I'm going to give you this out of my relationship and you're going to give this back to me, but we don't verbally say that to um, who we're working for or anything like that, and we never express that. So, um, that's the first thing you really need to do. If you want to get rewarded for something or you believe you should be rewarded for something, make sure you make that verbal and known to somebody um, because now I do, you know, and, I'm, and, I, and I think a reward in the car business is based off of your car sales too. Um, so I don't think you should be misguided or, you know, have this preconceived notion that, you know, well, if I'm going to do this, I should get paid this. Well, if it's a part of your job, no, I don't think you should do that. Um, and understand it's a commission-based business. So, there's a lot of things that you're going to do that you're going to think are grunt work, but it's actually just work to get the job done. Um, so, and I'll tell you a little bit about that here in just a second, based off of a salesperson um, and me and, have, me and him having a conversation. So when I left Legacy Ford, um, I couldn't find a job being a sales manager. And that sometimes happens. You know, when you leave one location and you go to another location, the position that you previously held, it's going to be hard to get that job somewhere else. And uh, that was hard for me. It was very kind of um, a slap in the face. Uh, I put out resumes. I interviewed with a lot of people, but I wasn't getting picked up. And it took about six weeks for me to get a job. So quite the, depress quite the depressing thing. Um, but, you know, I made a lot of connections during that time at a lot of different dealerships. So I was kind of happy that I did have that time off to um, go and relax. What I did do that I, I wish I wouldn't have done is I did drink a lot and I did um, do a lot of, you know, pity me stuff while I was not looking for a job and I didn't do anything that was a value of me getting another job sometimes that I would probably revisit and not ever do again. Uh, another thing that I didn't do is I didn't take the actual time off. Uh, my dad passed away that same year um, later on in that November, uh, December time frame. Uh, my dad did pass away. So uh, I should have taken that time and I should have went to go see him. So those are some things I wish I would have done, okay? 
um, that I didn't do. So that's one of those things. When you were looking at it, hindsight, that's 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 what I would kind of reconsider, okay? Um, all right, so then after that, I went to go work for AutoNation Ford Golf Freeway. Uh, a good friend of mine um, was the GM at that dealership, so he got me on as a finance manager. So I, I took a position um, to hopefully get to the next the position I previously held. Um, what I did see is I did see a lot of managers that um, I thought I was more qualified than, and what I, in my mind, could see me doing was taking their position one day, and that's a bad thing, okay? Understand, when you get hired for a position, you're there to do that position, um, and you're there to benefit the persons that are above you, and that's what I didn't do, okay? Like I said, guys, you know, now that I've, I've been to a couple different places, I've made a lot, a lot of mistakes, okay? Um, so what I did do, what I didn't do is I didn't help and, and assist in those, but I did train them in some instances, but I, I was like, man, you know, I was just kind of, I, I would create that gossip or that rumor and trust me, I wasn't good about it. Um, we're all susceptible even to now. So I'm not saying I'm perfect. Sometimes uh, I get involved in conversations. I probably, I probably shouldn't. Um, so, but with that being said, um, when I was there, you know, I did do my job, but it was after the hurricane. So I didn't really get to do much gossip. Uh, and I shouldn't have done it if I did do it, but you know I, I focused on the position at hand. Um, but the one thing was is it, it wasn't my demographics, so I didn't stay there. Um, but what happened was the position came open for a finance manager at an Audi dealership, and a finance director position. Okay, um, so when I left there, um, I went to go be, and it was almost, I was only there for a month and a half, so it wasn't nothing insane or crazy like that. Went to go work for the Audi dealership for um, a, a certain time period. So. When going to another position, I was told that I was going to have the finance finance director position after a short time there. What I should have done is had more in writing or a commitment better than what I did versus a loosely like, hey, yeah, you're going to be my next guy under the finance director position. And so one thing I will stop and talk about here is when you are going for a, for a position at a dealership, go for that position. Don't go for the next position. Don't talk about the next position with that manager or have them feel like they should be obligated to give you that position over time. You know, <clears throat> the thing is that I've learned um, since I've been in the car business that not to promise the next position to somebody, but say, tell them that the opportunity is going to be there. And I think we sometimes do that to employ or bring salespeople on board with us and it's a bad, bad thing because it creates a relationship that's based on, well, I'm only here to get that next position, not here for that position. So then they don't act to their fullest in that position at that job, okay? So when you do interview or you do go for a position at a dealership, make sure you go for that position. So if you're going to do sales, do sales. If you're going to go do aftermarket, do aftermarket. If you're going to go do finance, do finance. If you want to do it, uh, go to be the sales manager, then go to be the sales manager. If you're going to be the GSM, then go to be the GSM. But understand, you're there to work that position. Yes, should you tell them that you would like to move on and progress in your in your in your um, your experience or your business, 100%. But don't have them talk about the next position. Well, you know that's 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 what I'm I'm looking for somebody to fill that spot. Because what it does is it creates that tension in that relationship that doesn't need to exist. So whenever you know you feel like that person that's in charge of you or the person that's in the position that's been somewhat promised to you, um, you don't get that dislike or discomfort towards either the person that's in that position or the manager that promised you that position. So 
make sure you're real, real careful with that, okay? Uh, especially when you go on an interview. But whenever you do go on an interview, make sure you state out what your clear objectives are. You know, I wanted to be in sales for two years because I don't want the experience, and then I want to go into finance. So I want to be in sales for five years, and I want to go into being a desk manager. I don't want to do finance. Uh, where I want to be a salesperson for the rest of my career, uh, and just just make sure that 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 that's kind of laid out to to the uh, um, sales manager, the the person that's interviewing, or the GSM or the GM, the one that's interviewing that you're interviewing with, um, that, that that that's clearly mapped out. Okay. All right. After I was there, they changed the pay plan. So kind of hit on that a little bit. Um, when you are interviewing, make sure you discuss the pay plan. Um, don't be afraid to. Um, understand, you know, what you get paid is, is what you get paid. Understand what those levels are and the commissions and stuff like that. If you don't understand something about the pay plan, um, when I went to go work for Audi, I didn't understand certain levels of the pay plan, so I got there. Um, understand what that, that play, pay plan entails. And if you really don't get it, ask them to explain it again, because I'm telling you some pay plans are very difficult to understand. One thing I would definitely ask is how many times you've changed the pay plan within the last year. Um, understand that pay plans are signed typically every year because they're only a one-year pay plan. Um, so understand that whenever you are signing a pay plan, that that's probably going to be what it is for the year. Do they make revisions to pay plans throughout the year? Sometimes they do. And sometimes they change the pay plan, pay plan completely. Why is that? Because they messed up on what they thought the compensation levels would be. And therefore, they have to they have to cut those compensation levels. Um, don't only ask that. Ask the other salespeople sometimes if you can catch one of them on the phone or or whatnot, and just kind of discuss. Hey, what's the, what, how many times have the pay plan changed? Because it's very very key. Um, I think sometimes in the car business as managers, we oversell our pay plans, um, and we tell them that this is the best best pay plan in the city. Uh, at where I work, the Legacy Ford, I think we have one of the better pay plans. I wouldn't say it's the best pay plan in the city. I've seen some really aggressive pay plans, and I've seen those compensations be knocked out, you know, knocked out of whack. Uh, you got to understand when those pay plans are geared towards the salespeople, they reduce from other parts of the dealership, whether it be managers or finance managers or whatnot. So you have to fully understand that pay plan, and then you have to ask how many times that pay plan has been changed. And it's just one of those things. It's 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 very key and very important, okay? Because once again, you don't want to build that distrust in the dealership that you're going to work for. Um, before I go any further, guys, give me one minute. I'm going to do my little commercial. Here it goes. All right, guys, I am back. All right, now, on from the subject of the pay plans. When I did go work for Audi West Houston, they did change the pay plan at the beginning of the year. It was a pay plan that was good, but they also took away all finance director positions. So it obviously built that tension up in me, and I was kind of frustrated and upset about that. Um, now, at that time, too, my dad did pass away, so a lot of brought a lot of things to light, you know, about my relationship, you know, not only with, you know, my dad, um, with my kids and stuff like that. So, you know, don't be afraid to express those concerns with your managers and stuff like that. Cause sometimes we leave stuff bottled in and most of the time it's men in the car business and even women too, you know, you don't want to be looked at upon as if you're weak, um, whether you're a man or woman. And I think women tend to bottle up, bottle it up a little bit more in the car business than men, but we bottle up our emotions. If you have an emotion, express it, but express it in a way that, you know, can make it be understood by everybody because sometimes we bottle up our emotions and then all of a sudden we explode and it's the wrong reaction that we need to have sometimes. Um, so make sure you're understanding the fact that if you do have an emotional issue going on, whether it be family or, you know, friends or whatever, you express that 
to the um, to the people that are above you or that you work with because you know we all go through emotion, emotional stuff. I, trust me, we all all do. I've been married for seventeen years, um, been on the brink of divorce a couple times, and it's just one of those things. If I didn't talk about it with certain people, they wouldn't understand my attitude at the dealership and, and how I was feeling. After I left there, um, I went to go take another position uh, that I thought was going to be a finance director position at another dealership. So once again, another little tidbit here. Don't leave one dealership to chase position after position after position, okay? Make sure that position's promised to you and then that's the position you're coming in as, not the position that you're going to work for when you get there. Um, and don't go always go based on the, on the thing of where you're chasing um, one thing after another because it, it's, it's, a, it's a toxic thing. Because everybody knows that they can dangle that carrot in front of you and get you to move. And that sometimes will look bad on a resume that you had one carrot to go chase to go get another one. So completely don't go chase carrots unless it makes sense, unless it's beneficial. If you're going to go chase a carrot or if you're going to go chase after that next position, ask people in the car business if they've ever worked for that dealership or if they have any relationship with that dealership and ask them what they would think. Uh, I would go on multiple interviews, not just one interview if you're going to go work for a different dealership. And the other thing is I would sit down and talk with your friends. Sometimes over the phone doesn't explain everything. And then if you know somebody at that dealership, reach out to them and say, hey, why are you looking to have that position filled and stuff like that? And hopefully that they don't tell everybody within the dealership. Okay. <clears throat> that lasted for one week. I uh, went to an actor dealership that lasted for one week. Needed some water. Uh, and then I went on to Fred Haas Toyota World as the internet manager slash desk manager. Now, the only difference uh, there, I was called on and I was without a job, so I did take that position quite quite quickly. Um, now, this is another lesson that I learned from being uh, at one dealership to the next. Understand what your, your roles in that position are. Whether it be a salesperson, whether it be internet director, whether it be BDC manager, whether it be BDC representative, finance manager, understand what your exact roles at that position are and that they're clearly defined. Because once again, you don't know what you don't know. So if you go into a position and you don't know that that's required of that position at that dealership, you'll be you'll, you'll, you'll get shocked a little bit. So completely understand that you need to <clears throat> know the role of the position you're going to take and what's required of you. And if you don't know a part of that position, Make sure you clearly express that to your hiring person or whatever, because once again, you don't want that attention between uh, you or the other person, okay? I was there for quite some time, about nine months. I wish I would have stayed there um, in hindsight, uh, but then once again, I got greedy. Uh, well, a little bit falls on the fact of my pay plan. So my pay plan when I got there did change. Or when I got there, I, it was a it was a pay plan that they'd never written before, and uh, I wasn't making any money. And then all of a sudden, I blew the pay plan out of the water. And then the next thing you know, they wanted to change the pay plan on me, and they did. Um, wasn't that big of a deal, but it kind of frustrated me because of the fact that I asked them to change my pay plan, but when I actually capitalized on the pay plan, they decided to change it one hundred percent. It wasn't bad tension. I like the I like the GSM that I worked for and everything like that. So I wasn't extremely upset or anything like that. But it was just one of those things where I learned my lesson. Um, I mean, I think I got a pimple on my eyebrow, guys. It really hurts. Okay, moving on. 
I then got a call from one of my other um, GM or one of my GM or one of my friends that was a GSM at another dealership or a GM at a dealership, and he asked me to come there as the GSM. I did do that. Um, looking back in hindsight, I don't know if that was the best position I should have taken, um, but I did learn a lot. I did grow a lot. Uh, once again, I was chasing a position at that point. Um, I did grow a lot uh, when I did go down there. So it was very uh, different in the fact that um, there was a lot of things that I'd never experienced before, you know, that I had to work and that I helped, that I had to help with. Fixed ops, pay plans. Not that I didn't write pay plans before, but I had to rewrite a whole pay plan. Um, a lot of stuff more digital than what I ever did before. And it was just, it was extreme learning experience, you know, negotiating contracts out with vendors and stuff like that, that I was, you know, very, um, I was exposed to real shortly and real quickly. So anyways, I learned a lot there, which then brings me back to the fact that um, the pay plan expectations weren't there um, and I was that was set out. Um, the other thing is, if you have to go work for a dealership and you have to get a guarantee, don't take that position because guarantees run out and then after that guarantee runs out, the pay plan changes and it turns out not to what you want it to be. I'm telling you right now, do not chase a guarantee. Once again, I'm going to highlight, if I can drop a bomb here, do not chase a guarantee. It is the worst thing you can ever chase in the car business. Don't chase, don't chase a draw, you know, chase the money that's right for you and chase the, the culture that fits. Okay. So, now that I'm back at Legacy Ford, let me give you all a quick rundown. U.S. salespeople, um, you will sometimes have a manager that you work for that's going to try to intrigue you to go somewhere else. I did that with a couple of my salespeople. Uh, one ended up being real successful at the place he was at. Um, can't really think of too many other places. I didn't really drag too many people around. Um, but completely understand that don't chase the manager unless that manager is good and they have your best interest in mind too because... At the end of the day, they could just be going somewhere to build a staff. And if you chase a manager that jumps from place to place to place, you're going to be a job hopper just like him. Okay, so please understand, don't chase a manager unless it makes sense. If you had a manager at a dealership for eight years and he got a position at a, at a different dealership at a, at a higher role, um, make sure he's stable there for 90 days. I will tell you that's one of the key things. Make sure that manager is there for 90 days. Uh, and you'll find out real quick and get the temperature of the dealership from him if you're going to leave. Um, and like I told you, if the pay plan changes multiple times throughout the year, it's probably not the dealership for you, okay? Um, now that I've <clears throat> been back at Legacy Ford, we did go through a lot of hiring cycles where I would just hire somebody to hire somebody. And as of re recently, I wouldn't say we've slowed that down but because I'm being forced by my owner um, to hire more people. But I will tell you this much. We are hiring people now, and and I'm telling you, if you're a manager and listening to this, you need to hire somebody and you need to train them, because um, because just because they worked at a different dealership doesn't mean they're going to know the ins and outs of your dealership. So when you're hiring somebody, make sure you're ready to train them, bring them up to speed as fast as possible, um, but also even train them as if they're a new salesperson. You know, um, let them know what that expectation of that relationship is. Um, the other thing is. You know, also find out the culture of the dealership, you know. You, I don't think you should always talk to the most successful salesperson at that dealership, but make sure what that culture is. If culture is threat, then don't work there. You know, if the culture is not there, if you're there based out of obligation versus out of wanting to be there, that's, that's, the deal, that's, that's not the dealership you want to be at. You want to be at a dealership based out of the want to be there and to service the customers. If y'all's core values don't line up, like, you know, I'm not talking about you being a giveaway artist, 
and giving everything to a customer. But if you have a, a legitimate concern with a customer and, and your manager doesn't see that same concern and they don't line up, what you need to do is make sure that your core values line up. Um, I'm telling you sometimes, um, sales people, sales managers and dealerships will put on a good front in front of you. And once you get there, you know, it's not the, what you, what you necessarily desired, but it's just one of those things, you know, I can't tell you enough. If your culture, if you ethically don't feel good and morally feel good about going to your work every day, um, you know, that's one of those things. Make sure your managers are on board to help you, you know, make sure, like I've said in the po- previous ep- podcast episodes, make sure everything's mapped out and they give you a clear guidance of what you want to, what you want to achieve. You know, ask the, when you're doing an interview, ask them about, you know, does this have, do you have plenty of floor traffic, internet traffic, where do most of your sales come from? How often do y'all do digital? You know, how often do y'all do, you know, mailers, advertising, whatever you may do. Don't be afraid to ask those questions, but make sure they're clear and concise and you know what the resolution is for you once you go there. Because if you know you don't have a lot of floor traffic, you know you're going to have to generate a lot of your own traffic yourself. So... Um, I don't know. I don't want to go on too much further because this could turn into a long pad podcast episode. I might do a second one to this. But guys, don't jump ship unless you know the, the, the answer where you're going to go next, okay? Be careful. Make sure you interview the right way. Make sure you find out all the things about the dealership that's going to also highlight your experiences. And also, um, you can bring value to that dealership. Don't go chase, chase position. You know, uh, I don't mind you chasing your paycheck a little bit, but don't go chase position. And just be careful. Overall, be careful. Just do your due diligence and understand what's in it for you and the dealership when you go um, interview somewhere else. All right, guys. If you want to reach out to me, reach out to me on Facebook, uh, Tony Story, S-T-O-R-I-E. Instagram, at TNTDad2728. And LinkedIn, Tony, in parentheses, Anthony, last name, Story. Probably do a second uh, episode of this podcast or maybe kind of fit the tail of it a little bit on one of my shorter podcasts. Other than that, we all win when we all win, so make sure you're all sharing this with everybody as much as possible. Um, reach out to me if you want to learn how to create websites that generate your own leads. And this could be the hardest five-figure business or the easiest six-figure business. And make sure you give me a five-star review and share this podcast. All right, guys. Peace.